We're here today with Davina Lee, an award-winning St. Lucian filmmaker. Davina's produced short films, documentaries, music videos, commercials, and TV shows, and notably visually interpreted the works of Sir Derek Walcott and Amy Cezaire. Davina holds a Master of Arts degree in script writing from Goldsmiths University of London and a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Film from Miami International University of Art and Design. Welcome, Davina. Such a pleasure to have you. Hi, Catherine. Nice to be here. Now, what I'm really excited about today is you and I have worked together before, and that's usually on the ground in the frenetic rush of, of filmmaking. And today what I get to do is sort of go behind the facade a little bit and find out what your process is. So really excited to hear about what happens before we ever get to that point of having cameras and lights and action. So the first question I want to ask you, Davina, is where do you find your inspiration? Okay, being St. Lucia, St. Lucia is a very inspiring place. Um, where I have found my inspiration, it has been from, I guess, material that has been produced, like short stories, um, newspaper articles, um, sometimes this even comes from my own personal experience. You know, like um, we were speaking about earlier, you might see a frog on your front, on your front step and start thinking about, oh, this, is this something to do with obia? <laughs> and then that, that's like almost like a spark for a story. And you think, oh, this would make an interesting story. And then from there you go into, okay. But I mean, in terms of inspiration, it can come from many places. It's not something that I have to go look for. Um, it's just there, it, it finds me, it's, you know what I mean? So something like your work, The Knot, which is such an interesting story of, of the ties that bind, so to speak, and reference Obia, like you mentioned. Um, where did that inspiration come from? Well, that was actually an article that my mom wrote, and it was actually based on a, on a, on a conversation she had with a priest who told her about those, this couple that didn't, want, that didn't want to leave each other, and so they did what they had to do, and now they had to undo it. So basically, it was an article based on a conversation. So, you know, things like that, it just sparks my interest and think, oh, wow, this is an interesting story. Once you've found that inspiration, once a story has sort of sparked your interest, what's the first thing you do when you're starting a new screenplay project? Like, can you take us through your process a little bit? Okay, the first thing I do is what I call gathering the story. So yes, um, I've gotten my inspiration, but then, okay, who, who am I gonna make this story about? Whose story is it? Where is this story happening? What's the genre? Is it a horror film? Is it a love story? What is it? Um, what else? Then I start to, when I have all of those little things figured out, you don't have the complete story yet. You just have the basics, exactly. You, like, you think you know where you want this story to go. So the first thing I really do put down is a log line. That's to really give me some guidance. A log line is just one line that tells you, encompasses the general overview of the story is, can generally. You, can you give us an example for, for our emerging filmmakers? What, what would that look like? One of my favorite films, I would say, is a Caribbean classic, is Dancehall Queen, mm. right, from Jamaica. And so the log line for that film would be, a Jamaican street vendor in search of a better life 
decides to enter dancehall queen competition. But this requires a great transformation that could put her life in danger. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about the logline, it tells you who the story is about. Right. It's about a Jamaican vendor. It tells you what does she want? What's her goal? It's to win this competition because she wants a better life. Actually, her goal is to have a better life for herself and her kids. So entering that competition, she, there'll be a big prize money. So you already have that. Then it's like she undergoes a great transformation and it could put her life in danger. So it gives you some indication that there will be conflict. Mm -hmm. So your logline has to give you these three main things. It's really a guide for yourself to start because the logline may change, but the logline is also something you reference when you feel that you're starting to go off track. What, you start forgetting why I started writing this story. What is the story I really want to tell? So there is that. After you do your logline, which I said is one line, um, you think more about your story and a story needs to have a beginning, middle and end. So you, you go on to write a shorter synopsis. Mm -hmm. So a synopsis gives some more details. What happens in the beginning, what happens in the middle, what happens in the end. After that, you gather some more <laughs> until you, you come on. I guess later on we'll talk about the elements that go into that. But I would say first a logline, then you have a synopsis and a treatment. A treatment is like eight to ten pages of a full overview of the story from beginning to end. So I do all of those things, right? After my inspiration, I gather my story into those, those things. It's quite a bit of preparatory work before you even start the act of writing, isn't it? Yes, because I guess you have to have your ducks in a row, basically, yes. so to speak. You need to know why I'm writing this, who is this story about, basically, before you actually start the process. And I like the idea of this logline, this, this spine that, that, mm -hmm. that keeps you in check, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but, but you do say you could revise you it if, could if revise. you discover something in the process. If you discover that maybe this is really not the story I want to tell, mm -hmm. you can revise your logline. So it gives you the guidance that you need um, to really fully develop this story. Right. Now, um, most of our viewers are here because they're, they're considering a submission to the Playgo Emerge competition, um, which is a short format. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, because there's a difference between the short film and the feature, um, what are maybe some of the common mistakes that emerging filmmakers might make when they're approaching the, the app format? I think um, one of the common mistakes is trying to fit too much into a short film. You want to have action, you want to have love, you want to have drama, you want to have 20 people and 30 scenes. I would say um, as a short, it, approaching your short film, to try to keep it to under three characters, two locations. Um, also, I would say people try to make it very dialogue heavy as well. So what I recommend so people starting out is you want to tell a short story, tell it, take 20 still photos, mm -hmm. 20 still photos, at, le um, at most 20 still photos with two characters, two locations. Tell me a story. Can you tell me a story with those 20 still photos? So I think it's a very good exercise. Yeah. Once you have a sense of sort of story arc and so on, the next thing that I suppose our, our viewers are looking at is like, how now do they build three-dimensional characters? Right, because a, a, a phrase we hear a lot is this character is too flat, meaning this character is not interesting, this character is one-dimensional. It's very important to write an entire backstory for your character. Backstory in terms of where they were born, 
where they went to school, where they like to eat, favorite color. I mean, um, did they go through something traumatic? Um, you know, were they bullied? Um, do they have physical disability? Everything, you have to treat your character like it's a human being who had a life before the story started. Mm. Everything the character has been through is going to inform the way they act on screen or going to act in your story. Right? But that's kind of interesting because you've just sort of said that you don't want to pack too much in, right. a, in a short film. So, so what's, what's the value of doing that? The value of doing that is that it will come through on screen. The way a character will respond to being put in a certain situation is based on his backstory. You have to think of your characters as human beings who went through something. I, if I am in a certain situation, how am I going to deal with it? I'm coming to sit in this room. How am I going to react to somebody else in this room? Right. It's based on what I've been through, yeah. right? So I think you need to approach your characters in that same way. Right. Yeah, yeah I suppose like, you know, if you've had a bad experience with a relationship, it's going to affect how you approach exactly. a relationship. And so. so that makes stories more interesting mm -hmm. because this character, and even if you don't see it on screen, the way he's going to react to this new love interest, it will be based on his past experiences. So there's a lot of psychology in mm -hmm. screenwriting. And that's why a lot of in our screenwriting um, courses, we study, actually study psychology. Because you need to understand characters and the way they behave. And what motivates what, us. Exactly, because it's right. all about motivation. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very important to understand. So that's yeah. what I would say. Well, can you talk us through sort of the main screenwriting conventions? Like, and are there rules or conventions that you think need reconsidering? Okay. What I will tell anybody who is a screenwriter, wants to be a screenwriter, screenwriting is not an art form. A screenplay is not a piece of art. A screenplay is a blueprint for your artwork, right? Um, script write, you have to approach it in a very scientific way because it's what you put in will give you a specific outcome. If you think of an artist, I have, he, he wants to make a color green. He has to put in the bits of yellow and a bit of blue. How much yellow, how much blue will inform how green, the shade of green it is. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly how we have to approach screenwriting. You know the elements that need to go into it. You need a main character. He needs a goal. He has certain obstacles. This is not just me talking or happened 10 years ago or 20 years or even 100 years ago. This is centuries of storytelling formula. A screenplay is a series of beginnings, middles and ends. So you have three acts, the three act structure for all narrative film or all narrative storytelling, playwriting is the same thing. In your first act, your first act will have a beginning, middle and end. Your second act will have a beginning, middle and end. And your third act will have a beginning, middle and end. You break that down further. Every single scene has a beginning, middle and right. end. And if your scene doesn't have a beginning, middle and end, then you not, need to start thinking, I need to rework this. Because what was the conflict in this? What was the beginning? What was the middle? What was the end? It's just somebody sitting there. What are they doing? Do I need this in my story? Yes. And then you can exit out because you always have to remember it's a series of beginnings, middles, and ends. And it always has to serve the, the, the forward yes. motion of the yes. story, doesn't Everything it? Everything you put into the screen mm -hmm. must, must push the story forward. The ending of one scene is the beginning of a next. So if this doesn't push your story forward, you need to take it out. Is there any room for 
challenging those conventions, I suppose. There are, there is room, yes. But sometimes people come in guns blazing, oh, I don't need to, well, why do I need to? What's this mm. point of this beginning, middle and end, right? Like people say, um, it's almost cliche, you can only break the rules after you know them and you learn them. Like with some people will bring up the film Memento, it goes in reverse, the film is totally, but it is following, it is following the rules of screenwriting, yeah. right? So it's because this person understands what the rules are, then they can flip it on its head, you understand, yes. to make it more interesting. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges I sort of hear about is um, dialogue, how to approach dialogue. So do you have any tips for writing dialogue that really resonates with the viewer? Yes. So one exercise I would encourage somebody writing dialogue to do is go sit, for example, in a cafe, go with a notebook, sit close wow. enough to <laughs> sit close <laughs> enough to eavesdrop. So if you're and write verbatim what you hear. Just write it. Character one or, or girl says, says this, boy says this, whatever. Just write, write, write. After about 10 minutes, you review and you see that you realize that sometimes you never really hear how people talk. You have to really listen to the way people talk because then you run the risk of speaking with your own voice for your characters, right? Um, so you must listen, go to a bus stop and just stand there. People are coming and people are going. Just walk down the street and you listen to hear how people speak. And this will help you in terms of your dialogue. Another thing people do is that they try to tell the entire story in the dialogue. Mm. They try to tell a lot. Um, so it's a lot of exposition. It's like, um, I came home and I was so hungry and there was no food on, no, also the husband comes home. I'm so hungry, there is no food on the stove. What were you doing all day? Blah, 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 right? So the husband can come on you here. Okay, they tell you exactly how the husband is feeling in that. Mm -hmm. But what we can do is really write leave that for the subtext of what you say. So the husband could come home and he could say, I should have stayed where I was. What does that tell you? He comes home, he opens the pot, it's empty. I should have stayed where I was. That tells you he's probably had a long day, he's hungry. Or maybe that could even inform that maybe they're already having problems. Maybe where was he? Maybe at the Jabal? <laughs> or he was maybe at the other woman's house. So you have to think that what can I tell with subtext? Once you've decided that um, you've got a draft ready, <laughs> how do you know it's time to share it? And, and what's your process from there in terms of revision? Right. So after, I guess, after you go for your inspiration phase and you've gathered your story and you've put your script together, and that has probably taken you a few months, maybe sometimes, depending on how fast you write or how much time you have to do it, maybe two, three months. It's you, you've created a world in your head. It's a, it's a different world because you have to build a world for a story. Mm -hmm. So you've created this world, it's in your head, you know exactly how the story is supposed to be and look in your head and you put it down on paper. Sometimes you've actually missed out things. It's in your head and you think it's on the paper. Mm -hmm. It's always good what I call workshop your script. So you get about maybe four people, mm -hmm. somebody with, yes, with screenwriting experience somebody who at least has a creative eye and somebody who is um, just appreciates film. They don't all need to be screenwriters and I would say share it with them. But most times when you share it, you're thinking, yes, I'm ready, this is it, <laughs> this is it, you know? Well, you're gonna get a rude awakening mm -hmm. when it comes back to you because it would say, but what about this girl, Jane, she had a key and I didn't see the key again. 
That's another very important thing too. I might have missed that. There is something in screenwriting too, whatever you set up, you must pay off. You cannot just introduce things to people and then it just falls. Okay, whatever happened to that, you understand? So then in the in the reading, Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's it? gun, yeah. exactly. And yeah. what Chekhov's gun is, is that um, if you show me a gun in the first act, by the third act, it should have gone off, mm -hmm. right? So it's really about setup to pay off. Mm -hmm. So that might be picked up in the workshop process, the workshop and review. So when you share it with someone, they might say, but girl, I saw this and then I never saw it again or whatever happened to such and such, or it doesn't make sense to me. And all those people, you take back all that information, some of it you might toss because it, because it's, it's there in your script, but some of it will cause you to, oh, okay, I, didn't, I missed that off. I missed that. So now you have to go back. Right. You've got to go back. And sometimes going back can be either rewriting dialogue, taking out a few scenes or putting in a few scenes, but a lot of the time, Rewriting is like writing from scratch, wow. like page one, right. <laughs> because it's like, oh, no, I messed this whole arc up. Mm -hmm. Oh, I messed this whole plot point. OK, this character, I have to get rid of him. And it causes a ripple effect on everything. And then you go back square one. So that's why people say a lot of the times writing is rewriting. It's in yes. the rewriting. So and then sometimes you go back and you're like, wow, I really thought this was good. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have that moment like I really thought this screenplay was good, but it's really not there yet. Yes. So that's very important to share your work after, after you're first satisfied with it, share it to get that feedback. So do you have any tips or nuggets for our viewers? Um, some sort of idea that you can share that you wish you'd known when you were approaching your, producing your features? Yes. Something I wish I had known and included was ghosts, because ghosts are good. When I say ghost, I'm not talking about, you know, the scary kind, Boo, Casper, and so on. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about something, a personal event that has happened before the story has started. Mm -hmm. It's something that affects the way the main character behaves. It, 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 it's haunting the main character. It prevents them from becoming all they can be. It's also very much tied to their goal. Okay, so it is something that has happened in the past right that really affects them psychologically right. so sometimes you watch like k-drama we watch or the k-drama korean drama and it may start with somebody running away from something we don't know what it is the next scene cuts to bright lovely ch birds chirping kind of day mm -hmm. um so we know something has happened but we don't know what really has happened before right or sometimes somebody might it might started this main character being very despondent or not wanting to engage with some you know what I, what i'm saying mm -hmm. but later on and it must reveal itself at least to the audience within the first act we know oh this has happened in the past for this person right mm -hmm. and then it will inform their behavior and they get over it or whatever it is to help then they go on to achieve their goal we don't want the ghost to be revealed all the way in the end because the story becomes about the ghost mm -hmm. that's not that doesn't work it just has to affect um the character in a way and it makes the story more interesting, mm -hmm. basically. So I wish I had always included ghosts yes. in my stories. They're kind of a, they're a quick shorthand to creating like depth and texture to yes. the story. Yes, like and even, to character. Yes, and to yeah. character. And like even in something like a romantic comedy, you, you can be haunted, you know, by, by a prior love. relationship. Yes, but... so 
this guy has an opportunity to be in another relationship, but he's still thinking about this woman that left him, broke his heart, and he's like, I'm never loving anybody again. And it, mm -hmm. it keeps haunting him, and it's affecting him. It's affecting the way he can really be all he can be in this relationship because he's being held back by this. And so they always have to resolve that issue before they can really go on to, to get their goal. Well, Davina, it has been an absolute delight talking to you. And again, hearing a little bit of the machinations behind the scenes. And we share a passion for K-drama. So uh, that really helped me sort of see what you were talking about in terms yes. of structure. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. and, uh, nice chatting. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs>